We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. All right, we are live, ladies. So we're super excited for this week's episode on A3 Life. We talked a little bit about it last week, and we have a friend that's near and dear to all of us. We, we work in the same company. We're excited to have her. This is Ashton, and she's going to share a little bit. You know, she, it was kind of Alicia's idea to have her on um, because I think she totally represents what we're doing at A3 Life, and Alicia talked a little bit about that last week and how she, you know, kind of is doing things differently. I mean, she went so far from traditional birth. Um, and this is her fourth, fourth delivery. Um, and so she did things so different and that's why we wanted to have her on because it's just, it's, it's wild for us, I say, because it's so non-traditional and I, we thought, you know, this will be perfect. She can tell us the story. She can educate us and educate our listeners Um, Because I promise you, if you listen to this week's episode, you're going to walk away and be like, wow, I learned something new. So, um, Alicia, you want to kind of... Well, sure. Um, I mean, the reason why I thought, you know, kind of what you were saying, Alisa, is and why I thought this would be so awesome is because it is different. And, you know, we all have a different perspective. We're all different humans. We all come from a different walk of life. We've seen and heard and learned different things. And so when I watch and listen to Ashton sometimes, I'm like, what in the actual hell? I'm like, I didn't even know that. Or like, you know, whatever. But so to me, I figured, you know, if, if I'm hearing and seeing new things, you know, that she's talking about discussing, then like, it's got to be interesting for our listeners. And I love the fact that it is so different because, you know, she offers a completely different perspective. So Ashton, how are you, sister? (laughs) Oh, good, good. Just settling into life again with a newborn because it's been a while. So just settling in with a newborn again and getting into the swing of things. But overall, I'm great. Awesome. Awesome. So let's just get in here because people that don't know you probably have no clue what we're even talking about. So why don't you just kind of fill us in a little bit, give us the rundown, you know, maybe about yourself, your, you know, your situation. I mean, cause it started before you even got pregnant, just kind of the whole, you know, just give us the juice. Like what led up okay. to this? So the cliff notes version, because I could sit here and talk for hours, but, um, so uh, the clips version is I've had, I had three kids. I got my tubes tied after my third. Um, I just was in a situation in a place in my life where I knew I had no business having any more children at that point in time. And so I um, had three kids. I was a single mom, got my tubes tied. And then a couple years later, met somebody, got married, blah, 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 blah. So we decided that Um, We were married for four years. It was right after our four-year anniversary that we were going to have tuber reversal surgery and have another baby. So I went in March of 2019 and had tuber reversal surgery done, um, which a lot of people don't even know you can do it because OBs and stuff will tell you, oh, no, once it's done, it's done. And no, 
and they'll try to tell you you have to have IVF and all of that. But I mean, in some cases, yes, but for the most part, a standard tubal ligation can be reversed. So we went through that. Um, we dealt with some secondary infertility issues, but, um, we'll lean back up for a second. So when we decided to do that, I have had every birth that there is. I've had a C-section. I've had an induced VBAC that's fully medicated. I had another induced VBAC that was slightly medicated. Um, and I just, another reason I got my tubes tied was I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel in control of my body and I didn't like that. Like every time I went to have a baby, it was on somebody else's timeline, somebody else's rules, somebody else telling me what my body was and wasn't capable of. And I just, I didn't like that feeling. So we discussed before I even got my tubes untied that if I'm going to do this, I want to do it on my terms. Like I want to be in control of my birth and my baby. So we decided before I even got my tubes untied that we would be doing a home birth. Um, and now my husband comes from an even more, I like to say my, I was raised like by kind of like a hippie mom, like kind of a little bit like, but my husband's family is very, very traditional. His mom had three C-sections. She, um, nobody breastfeeds. It's nobody. So for me, I was very nervous bringing it up to him, but he was kind of like, whatever, it's your body and your choice. And I'll forever love him for that. But, um, so we just decided that if, if we were going to do it, that I was going to get my dream birth. And to me, that looked like being at home with my children, not having to be put on a clock at a hospital or anybody else telling me that my body can't do this or that. Um, so yeah, so we got pregnant and I just kind of went from there and it was always planned. Like it was just, I knew. And then the whole COVID thing hit and I was already planning a home birth, but had I not been, I definitely would have switched to that. I definitely would have switched to a home birth because of all that. Like there's no way I would give birth in a hospital right now with all the masks and the crap that they have going on. But so yeah, we found a midwife and um, I, I actually was like on a whole nother level, level of hippie. I was going to just not have anybody here at all. Like I was like, let's save the money. Cause it, it's not cheap. Like we had just spent a lot of money on tube reversal surgery. And then a midwife for a home birth is not cheap. Insurance doesn't always cover it. And, um, I was like, let's save the money. I'm like, I'd already had two vaginal births after a C-section. I was like, I got this. But so you were literally just going to be like full, you're like, okay, you know what? We're just going full blown. We're going full hippie over here. I'm going to go grab this tree. I'm going to squat. I'm going to push <laughs> pretty much. up on it. Somebody needs to catch this thing. It's fine. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, whatever. I've already, I've had two vaginal births. Like oh, I was cool. calling my body. Um, I had had a C-section in 2007, right? Yeah, 2007. And I had had a vaginal birth in 2010 and then again in 2013. So by the time we got to 2020, I was like, I've already done this. Like I was confident in my body. Let's save the money. Like I already, and I started researching really hardcore once we started, once we decided like we're going to get my tubes untied and we're going to do this. So then I got in all the Facebook groups and I started watching all the YouTube videos and really like, like I already felt educated enough to do it, but then I really like educated myself and he yeah, was like, I want to just point that out right there, Ashton, because I think, you know, right now there's a Facebook group for everything, right? Literally 
everything. Like I'm going through IVF. Allie did her tummy talk. Like she did so much research using group pages. My IVF, I've done so much work doing, using group pages, you guys. I just want to encourage you if, if you're looking at this way or you're just wondering where to even start or you want more info, definitely connect with Ashton and she can get you in some of the groups that I'm sure she recommends because she has done the work to get, you know, it was worth the work, quote unquote, for her to get in there and find out this information. And because that's what I was going to ask you, Ashton, where would people even start? And my assumption is probably Facebook group pages. It's the easiest way to kind of get started. Would you recommend that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, even for my tubal reversal, that's where, I mean, I started Googling doctors, but, and then there's reviews on like Yelp and whatever about them. But, um, no, I just got into Facebook groups a hundred percent for my tubal. Like that's like my research center for a lot of things. Like when I want to find stuff out, I just go to Facebook groups. Um, there is Facebook groups for everything. Tubal reversal. I found some, my home birth V back. Um, there's even groups for like the month that you're due to have your baby where it's just women that are all due that month. And you guys like, it's like a community and, um, it really mentally helped me too, because of quarantine and all that. Um, I had these group of women to turn to and to talk to, um, no, definitely Facebook groups. And I bet that you had this too, especially like even probably on a, on a deeper level than I did, but like they're saying, I researched the crap out of everything that I'm going to have done, you know, whether it's Botox or, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I research it and I may be researching it in those groups, but like when I had my tummy tuck and my breast aug done, I had been looking that stuff up for literally years. I mean, mm-hmm. years and years. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure you got this too, where it was like, I hope you know what you're doing. I hope you've I hope you've looked into, you know what I mean? Like, did you get a lot of that? Oh, I had my mother-in-law, bless her heart if she hears this. I love you, Robin, but you already know. Um, My mother-in-law thought my baby was going to die. She thought that the baby was going to drown because I was planning a water birth, which she ended up not being born in the water, but I was planning on water birth. So my mother-in-law was like, oh my God. And my mother-in-law is super sweet and she won't like say much but I could just tell in the look of her eyes because before we got my tubes entitled like yep we're doing it and I'm having a home birth and I'm gonna have the baby at home and and Jeff's gonna catch the baby and her eyes get bigger and bigger and bigger and she's like okay okay and but no she um people thought my baby were gonna drown um people are like don't you know that there's hospitals for a reason to have a baby and that's great and that's great if that's what you feel And where you feel comfortable, like my thing is informed consent. Like I want every woman to feel informed and in control of her birth, whether, and if that means you feel comfortable at a hospital being on somebody's time clock, cool. As long as you're informed about every decision that's being done to you and your baby and you feel confident in that choice, cool. I didn't ever feel in control in a hospital and I didn't feel confident in what was going on. And I'm a control freak on some levels and I didn't want to be, I didn't want that. So yeah, informed consent. Well, I appreciate that, Ashton, because I feel like so many people just do it because that's what's normal and that's what ex- what's expected. You know what I mean? Right. And and I so appreciate the fact that you like dove in and educated yourself because most of us just follow follow yeah. the leader. Like, hey, this is normal. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is, I mean. You know, me, for me, it probably would be that still be the normal for me personally. But I like that you said, like, know your options, be educated and figure out what works best for you 
in your situation. And if, if you want to go a different route, there are other options. Or if you feel it in your heart, like you did, like, this is what I know. This is how I feel in control, blah, 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 blah. I, I totally respect that. So I just, you know, mad props to you for doing that. Just to put this out there for people who don't know, there's also a middle ground. Like some people feel like they can only have a hospital birth or a home birth. And there's not like there's middle ground and there is, it's called a birthing center. Um, and so that's always an option. Um, I probably would have went the birthing center option had there been one in my area, but there's not. So home birth it was. Um, but I just knew that I wasn't going back to a hospital and I just encourage anybody to educate. And, um, before I, like she said about, Allie said about researching for a long time. Like I was probably in these groups for a year or more deciding on everything, watching home birth videos on YouTube, um, educating on myself to myself, why I didn't want an induction anymore. I had been induced. Um, and I had, seen that my baby was more lethargic because of the medications that I was given. And I didn't want that this time. And, you know, I educated myself on all the different things that are common and normal in a hospital, which are great. Um, but to me overall, I guess the short version of it is to me on a personal level, my opinion, hospitals are for sick people and emergencies and birth should never automatically fall into either of those categories. There are women who are high risk and then great. That's what the hospital is there for. Um, but my personal view on it is my body and my baby and my birth isn't sick and it's not an emergency. And that's what a hospital is for. People are always like, oh, you're just um, against doctors. No, I'm against like being forced into something that I don't understand or not being told or being told I'm a doctor. I know more. Or I know best. And that's just not, I'm not comfortable with that. So yeah. And I do, I do love that. I mean, I love that you are very informed and that you, you know, <clears throat> that you didn't just say, Oh, this looks really kind of cool. I think I'm going to have a baby at home. And you know, you really looked into it. I myself would die like one little, <laughs> one little ounce of pain. And I kind of resemble like the antichrist. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Oh, sweet Jesus. Give me all the epidurals. Like, I mean, watching like, you know, your video and like, just like seeing your pictures, I'm so moved by it. Like I'm so moved and I love, I like, I do. I love it. Okay. Well, let's also remember that that those pictures and videos did not see, did not show the parts of me screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> it did not show me telling my husband between every contraction that he was scheduling his vasectomy the next day. They did not show me begging to be taken to the hospital C-section. Like all of those things happened. <laughs> It was, it was a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong, but I definitely was screaming. I definitely, my best friend was trying to, she's a doula too. And she was here and she was trying to tell me things to do. And I cussed her out and you know, like, um, so while, the pain, you were you know, screaming, take me, take me for a C-section help. Me. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. So at the very end, um, it's called transition when you're fully dilated and your body is preparing to push the baby out. Um, it's called transition. And that's the really, really intense part. That is the crazy part. And it's also the shortest part of labor, but that is when it's guaranteed. Like, I don't know, after all these groups I've been in and everything, I think there's maybe, I've maybe heard of like one who wasn't like, nope, I was begging for an epidural. I was begging. I was like, my midwife has had three home births. And she said that when it hit with her first one, that she really thought in her head, I'm leaving because I'm having a home birth. But if I'm not at home, the baby can't come. So she was like trying to get dressed and leave because in her head, like it, it really does. You know, I was sitting in the pool 
um, laboring in the pool. And I remember telling him, like, look, my best friend said it was the most pitiful look that she's ever seen on somebody's face, that I was just, like, done. And that I was looking at my husband and was like, please just take me to the hospital. I want her cut out of me. Take me now. And they were all like, no, Ashton, that's not what you want. And then I was like an exorcist and was like, no, that is what I want. Take me now. <laughs> And my mother-in-law was there who was super mainstream, like I mentioned before, and has had three C-sections and only seen one vaginal birth. And it was a hospital and fully medicated. So her and my husband are both like, uh, what do we do? But I had thankfully talked to my husband beforehand and told him like, listen, if I get to that point, I don't mean it. It's not what I want. That means the baby's almost here. Do not take me. No matter what I say. <laughs> yeah, no, I really did. I really did. Like, Look I, away from my eyes. Look away from my eyes. Do not look yeah. into my eye. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, and I was like, she's stuck. I know she's stuck. And I need you, to, I, and he was prepared for me to ask for an epidural, but never in a million years did he think that I would ever ask for a C-section. And I didn't think that that would happen, but I was like, take me and have her cut out of me. I want to be knocked out. I don't, I just take me and get her cut out. She's stuck. I know she is. And so my husband is like looking at my midwife and I had kind of zoned out again. And I got out and laid on the bed and took a nap. Yes, I took a nap in transition, 10, minute, 10 centimeters dilated, laid on the bed and took a nap. But he went outside and had like a little mental breakdown, I guess. I don't remember it. I found out about it the next day. But like, I guess he was outside in tears. Like, she told me that sh this would happen, but I still wasn't prepared for it. So the, yeah, the pictures and stuff of my birth, they're all beautiful. My birth was amazing and it was beautiful. But there was definitely all of those crazy moments that you're like, how do these women, how do they do it? We scream really loud. So my ex-husband like always likes to tell people like how insane I was during labor because with my oldest son, he was nine and a half pounds and I was in labor with him. Like I went in on a Wednesday and he wasn't born until Friday night after have finally having to have an emergency c-section so i was in labor from wednesday to friday and um so i was like he loves to tell people this story but i couldn't they couldn't get my epidural in so i was without any kind of medication and i he was nine and a half pounds and like you're saying he was actually stuck the, the cord was wrapped around his neck twice and he was literally stuck and so i'm like listen you can tell everybody that story. It only makes you sound like an idiot because you've never been in a position where you're pushing something nine and a half pounds out of a teeny tiny hole in your body. So like, go ahead and tell the whole world how crazy I was during labor. Well, Salem was 10 pounds, one ounce and 22 inches. My first, my oldest was 10 pounds, six ounces. And he was a C-section, a scheduled C-section because I was young and they were like, you can't birth something this big. We have to do a C-section, yada, yada, yada. Um, he was 10'6 and knowing what I know now, granted like a cord around the neck and preventing descending and all that is a different, that's a different ballgame. And that's when a C-section is a great and wonderful thing. And, and having, being in a hospital is a wonderful, like that's a life, life-saving thing and that's that's fantastic but knowing what I know now I wish I would have educated myself when I was 19 20 and had him because I wouldn't have had a c-section but I pushed out a 10 pound one ounce 22 inch baby girl at home on my bed on purpose that's what I tell people I'm like my <laughs> friend had a 10 pound baby at home 
on purpose, not like on accident. Like I accidentally had my baby at home because that would be how I had my baby at home (laughs) on accident. But yeah, so I talked that up. So let's talk about that, Ashton. Did you let me just say my vagina actually hurts thinking about that? (laughs) Like yeah, it it aches a little bit. It throbs and hurts. Ten pounds is huge. And and just to like reiterate what Elisa said, you knew you were having a big baby. You knew because your babies were gonna be were big. I knew just because I knew. I felt it. Um, I didn't have the only ultrasounds or scans or anything I had was at six weeks to make sure that the baby was implanted in my uterus, and then at sixteen weeks to find out the gender, and then that's it. I had no more scans. So my husband was like, no, she's not going to be big. I was like, Jeff, I have big babies. Look at Donovan. But then he's like, but the other two were small. And I'm like, yeah, well, they were induced early. Like I'm going full term. I make big babies. I can feel it. She's huge. He was like, no way, no way. My midwife was like, yeah, you're not having a seven pounder, but she'll be, she'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, quick question, <laughs> Ashton, how, I don't remember. I mean, I remember you and I talking about it. How long were you actually pregnant? Because I know you pretty much knew exactly when you got pregnant. Yeah. Um, so what, just out of curiosity, how long was your body naturally pregnant with no, no one interfering with? 39 weeks and five days is when my water broke and then she was born the next day, but at like 1249 AM. So labor was 20 hours. So 39 and five, 39 and six, she was, te- her birthday is the day before her due date. Okay. But she, I was just interested to see how close, you know, it actually was with, you know, no one interfering with that. And my other question was, did you ever see a quote unquote real doctor at all for them to say, this is crazy. You shouldn't be doing this. You just didn't even like, you found out you were pregnant and you called a midwife or how did that work? Um, so I found out I was pregnant and since it was a tubal reversal baby, since I had my tubes reversed, I was at a very high risk of ectopic. So I called our surgeon who did our, and he's also a fertility specialist. I called him and let him know I had a positive pregnancy test. And um, he sent an order into the local hospital for blood work. And I went and had blood work done, but that was just, I just went to the lab and had some blood work drawn and they sent the results to him and they tested my HCG, like my human growth hormone. And then they tested my progesterone. And then I went back every 48 hours and had it done again. Um, they, the first draw, he, my surgeon called me and he was like, Hey, listen, I just called you on a prescription for progesterone, which I've never had. I've never had a miscarriage. I've never had any issues or anything. Um, never had to take progesterone before, but he's like, listen, your levels are threatening. Like you're threatening a miscarriage right now. I hadn't even missed my period yet. That's how soon I found out I was pregnant. And he was like, your levels are like scary low. You need to go. I called you on a prescription. So they put me on progesterone. Um, and then I went every other day I was like, technically cause pregnancy is so weird how it's tracked, but, um, I was four weeks pregnant and I went every other day for two weeks. And then I had an ultrasound done to make sure that she was in the right place and in my uterus and not in my tube. And, um, so that was six weeks and six days. We saw a, um, heartbeat and got to see the little fetal pole and then, but I still never saw a doctor then at any of that. It was just going to the lab and having an ultrasound done at my local hospital. Like I never know. So I've never saw a mainstream doctor until 34 weeks. I went into predominant labor from dehydration <laughs> and I went to the hospital because she, my midwife was like, um, 
so what, how I found her was I just asked around, like, I need a midwife. And through a friend of a friend of a friend, I got a referral and I contacted her and we clicked and um, I hired her. But so at 34 weeks, I went to the hospital for predominant labor and that was a shit show. Sorry, <laughs> but they um, were not very impressed with anything. They didn't know how to wrap their head around the fact that I had declined the gestational diabetes test. I didn't get the group B test. I, any of the mainstream, all these pokes and things that they do to you, I declined them all. Like I, and my midwife supported me. Now, had I wanted them, my midwife would have wrote the order and I would have went to the hospital and had all that done. So when I went in to put on the labor at 34 weeks and I went to the labor and delivery and I got upstairs and they were like, well, who's your OB? And I was like, well, I have a midwife. And they listed off the midwife that worked for them. And I was like, no. And they're like, well, who's your midwife? So I told them, they're like, we've never heard of her. And I was like, probably not because she's from out of state. I had to hire a midwife from out of state to get my home birth <laughs> because they didn't have anybody around here. And so that, that doctor was kind of rude. She was like, I don't, she just was not very supportive and made a lot of snide remarks and smart comments and then treated me like I wasn't even there once, when she realized that she wasn't going to get to bully me about something, then she turns and like was directing all of her questions and things at my husband and about, well, it's so hard. We don't know what could be going on right now. She hasn't been seen by anybody and like just, and my husband's like, yeah, her midwife comes to our home. I got my blood pressure checked. She measures me. She does all the things that you would do at an OB office just in my house. I don't have to leave. She comes to my home. And they were um, talking about having to give me medication to stop the labor. And my husband knows that I wouldn't, that, and no. So the doctor was like, well, these are our options. And telling my husband the options. And he's kind of like, that's not my body. Like, you need to let her know. And she was just, that doctor was very rude. She was not... I don't know. And then um, I went back again because we went on vacation and I got dehydrated again because I was out in the hot and the heat with the kids. And so um, I wasn't in predominant labor that time. I was just super dehydrated and swollen and knew that I needed some IV fluids. So I let my midwife know and she said, go to the hospital and get some fluids. I said, okay. So I went and then that time it was again, they just treated me like, what do you mean you're having a home birth? Like, what if something happened? You're, you're having a VBAC? You've already had a C-section. That's not safe. And I'm like, okay, but I've also already had two vaginal births. Like after a C-section, I know the risks. I am well informed about my risk of rupture. Um, and they just, and they also didn't know how to take somebody who was educated, like saying things back to them. And that was the main thing like that would aggravate them and they would walk out. So I did see um, a, a mainstream physician twice at you know, the on-call OB at the hospital. Um, and they just didn't like that. They couldn't just be like, well, this is what we're going to do to you. And I'm like, no, you're not. And this is why you're not like, I had already educated myself. I already knew. And they didn't like that. Like, it's very, um, one thing I've learned about mainstream doctors is they are very like, well, I'm a doctor, so I have a degree. So, okay, cool. Like, well, and I think what some people need to realize besides a doctor, besides a nurse, but just people in general is that like, there's a difference in what we're doing here where we're genuinely interested, asking questions, curious, and we're saying we're respectful of your choice it may not be my choice, but we're respectful of that choice and we're genuinely interested in your experience. And then the types of things that like friends, family, doctors, nurses, 
other people will do to you, which will try to like make you feel small. And it's almost like disrespectful. Like how dare mm -hmm. you assume that I would put myself or my child or allow my other children to be without a mom or all of these different things. Like how dare you assume that I would, I would allow that to happen without doing my research. You know, like I think that right. people just need to be a little conscious, like when they're having these conversations with other people, but like, let's just say you and your husband decided to have a fifth child. And then after having a home birth, you didn't like it. And you did want to like, part of you wanted to go back to the hospital. Well, now you've had these terrible experiences with doctors, nurses. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you've had these experiences that just solidify for you that like, you did the right thing, you know, you know, forget it. I don't, I don't want this anyway. You know, every time I walked both those times, um, I looked at my husband and when we got in the car both times and I'm like, listen, if like, I'm just more, what's the word? My brain just hit a wall pregnant or pre baby or whatever the word is. <laughs> but, um, I was just like, you know, like this just set in stone that I do not want to be having a baby in a hospital. Those are not the type of people that I want caring for me. They don't care to inform like my nurse was fantastic, but the doctor, the doctor would have been in there. Um, telling like they were preparing me for another c-section right out the door it didn't matter that i'd already had two vaginal births it was well you can't eat you can't drink you can't walk around you have to be on these monitors you can't and i'm like you're setting me up for a c-section telling me that i can't eat and i can't drink birth is a freaking marathon man and it like takes a lot of energy and a lot of things and no i'm going to eat like and that's another reason that I had a home birth because I was allowed to eat. I was allowed to drink. I was allowed to walk around at a hospital because I'm a VBAC. I have to be hooked up to the monitors at all times. I cannot get up out of my bed. They want to give me an epidural as a, just in case you have a rupture, you're already numb thing, which actually puts you at a higher risk for a rupture, but okay, cool. And I just, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want that. Like I have educated myself. And when you look at people like that and you tell them like, no, thanks or no, I'm good. You have to get rude because they don't care. And I just, I didn't, I wanted, I wanted like the, the relationship that I have with my midwife. She's like, I'm sad that we're almost six weeks postpartum now. And that I'm not going to be seeing her on a regular basis anymore. Like I get, I text her and I'm like, what are you doing? Like I get so excited to see her. Aww. You're all high friend. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, yeah, so I don't know. And people do have a lot to say. Like, well, for, for the most part on social media, at least people are really supportive. Um, and people do get the, I could never, but cool. And I'm like, but, yeah. and, and part of me is like, but you could. <laughs> like, yeah. but you could. like, you're literally built to do it. You were built to birth babies. Like, well, I have so many like thoughts too. Cause you know, uh, first of all, like, I want to say like you are so brave truly because my first baby like I said did end up being an emergency c-section and I have four children as well and like you were kind of going down that path of saying that like they don't give you a choice I didn't know that I had a choice mm -hmm. you know with my other even as early, like my youngest is not even two yet and so I think that it was like a such a combination of things for me which like included being terrified that first experience where they lost his vitals and they told me I had to stop pushing and they rushed us into surgery was terrifying, you know, like, and I was 19 years old. And so yeah. I think that experience stuck with me. Um, and I was so scared. And so I never, when they told me the next three times that your due date is such and such, and we'll go in the Tuesday before, like, I didn't even think 
to argue. So like, good for you for number one, pushing for that V back after your initial one, because I did not, I was 20 when I had my second and I didn't know it was even an option. So good for you for, for, you know, advocating for your own choices and your own healthcare. Um, as you talk about how passionate you are about this now that you've done it, have you ever considered it for yourself? Becoming a doula, getting involved in midwifery, any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, actually, it's funny that you asked that. So I haven't, I guess this is like kind of the public announcement, but yeah, um, I'm going to midwifery school. And I'm going Great to journalism a- there, Allie. Way to pull out some info. That was good. Uh, my midwife actually at our last postpartum visit, she was like, um, when I was like, I was kind of like crying because I was still super emotional. I'm like, I'm going to miss you. I'm not going to see you again. And she's like, I'll see you in a year because you caught the home birth bug. You're going to be having another one. I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm not. No, no more babies for me. Like, for I feel complete. I feel whole. I feel good. My family's complete. Like, I'm good. But I do like the home birth experience. Like, I do want to um, experience that again. Like, the birth high and the oxytocin and the whole like amazing, beautiful. Like, it's a completely different thing. Don't get me wrong. I have my sister had a hospital birth. I have been in the room with babies born in the hospital multiple times with friends. And it's always beautiful. I always ball my eyes out A baby being born, regardless of how it gets there is a beautiful thing. But there is something about watching a woman do it in the comfort of her own home with her family that is just like, my home birth united my kids on a level that I can't even explain. Like it just did something to our family. And I want to be a part of that again, but I, and I had always kind of tinkered around with the idea of doing it, like becoming a doula, but doulas are great. Um, Birth work is amazing. But at the same time, I feel like everybody's a doula nowadays. Like there's doulas everywhere and doulas are not medical professionals. Doulas do not birth babies. They do not. They're just there for in a hospital setting to make sure you get that informed consent. Like they're, they're your bulldog. That's like, nope, she does not want that. Stop pressuring her. Stop asking if she does, if mom goes in with the, I'm not having an epidural, um, and then changes her mind. Your doula is who's like, okay, now, cause the hospital's not going to make sure you know that there's fentanyl in it and that the fentanyl crosses the bloodstream barrier of the placenta and that your baby could overdose on fentanyl like they don't tell you that in the hospital you just sign your consent forms and go on about it which i mean nothing against epidurals have had too but once i knew that information i didn't want that anymore and had i known that information before i wouldn't have so doulas have amazing things plus they're there for counter pressure techniques and foot rubs and making sure that your birth goes as to your plan but they're not they're not a midwife they're not a doctor they're not there to birth your child or to you know, any of that. They can't sign birth certificate paperwork. They can't do any of that. So um, I wanted to specialize in VBAC home births. And my midwife and I were talking and I was like, you know, I'm going to miss you. It's so sad. And she's like, well, I'll see you in a year for your fifth. No, not happening. And we got to talking and she's like, well, why don't you, she, she lives like an hour and a half away from me. She has another, um, midwife in training who is like two hours the other direction and I'm like centrally located between the two of them and she has a lot of clients and stuff here that are all Amish and um she's like well have you ever considered midwifery school and I said yes absolutely but in my head I thought I had to go to nursing school like traditional nursing school and I didn't want any part of that like I didn't want to go to nursing school so that's why I never went after it and she actually helped me understand that there's two different types of midwives 
there's a certified nursing midwife, which is the more traditional mainstream midwife that you would have at a hospital that is under an OB and you go see in an OB's office. And then there's what my, my, my midwife is, which is called a certified professional midwife. And that type of midwife only goes to midwifery school. They don't go to traditional nursing school. So for their whole two to three years of schooling, it's strictly birth. It's only birth. It's attending multiple, multiple births. Like I have this whole list of, I have to attend so many planned hospital births. I have to attend so many home births. I have to do this, that, and the third. And so once she explained to me that I didn't have to go to traditional nursing school to become a certified midwife to practice in my state and all the surrounding states, I was like, sign me up. So yeah, I haven't gone public about it, but I guess I am now. <laughs> you are now. <laughs> and um, don't get me wrong. Like I love what we do and I love, and I plan on integrating what I do with the holistic things that we do. And like, I love everything about what I do for a living right now. And I have no plans on ever leaving that. And it's great, but it's just an extension of, you know, like that saying, if you do something, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I feel like for multiple reasons that I'm just being called to go that direction in my life and to go that way. Um, and I don't want to get into too much of that, but I just really feel like in my gut and in my heart that I am meant to do something in the birth industry, but nothing to do with a hospital. So, and I just, yeah, so yep, I'm going to midwifery school. I'm not going to start, like I'm starting my studying and like my book stuff now, but I'm not going to start attending births until Salem because she's breastfed and she, like, I want to enjoy every moment of her as an infant and every moment of her right now. So I'm not going to start attending births for probably another year, but I am starting like the book work processes and stuff like that. I'm super, super, oh, I think Allie, Allie, I think you're trying to talk and you're mute, but I'm super super excited for that. I think it's awesome. And I love that you're going where your heart is leading to me. Like that's everything, you know, you should be where your heart's at always. And, you know, like, you know, you're, you're a network marketer and mm -hmm. I, you know, you just said that you love that. And, and it's an extension and really you're an entrepreneur spirit, you know? So I mean, right. you're going out and you're doing your thing and you're, you're, do, you know, going to pull in another adventure. And I think that's amazing. I think that's what life is all about. And, you know, again, like I said, being where your heart's leading you, I, I, I mean, that's a win. That's a right. win. Something I wanted to touch on really fast before like we wrap anything up. First of all, congratulations. I didn't have truly have any idea, obviously that you were actually going to do that, but I just was like listening to you talk. And so, hi, there's a little one behind you waving. <laughs> um, so anyway, congrats for to you on that. But also I want to discuss, we've kind of dropped it a few times in here, but not actually pinpointed down onto it, but we, you had a bunch of people there with you in the mm -hmm. room when you were giving birth. I know you had, you said your, your mom, your mother-in-law. I right? have, so there was me, my husband, my mother-in-law, my best friend, my doula, my placenta encapsulator. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. There was me, my husband, my best friend, my doula, my placenta encapsulator, my midwife, my mother-in-law, all three of my kids. Well, when, the kids were in and out. And then my mother-in-law. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So let's talk about that. Your decision to have those people there, including the kids, because I think that like there's people out there that like never, ever talk to their kids about like 
sex oh my gosh or so anything yes, that, so you that's know? one of the biggest things that i do get a lot of controversy about i don't know why i didn't like hit my head when you were talking about it earlier so my oh my son so my oldest son will be 13 in october and he was in the room there's pictures all three of my kids fanning me putting cold rags on me when i was in labor but my oldest son was actually in the room when i gave birth standing at the end of the bed watching the whole thing um and i get a lot of what do you mean you your son saw you naked my son saw me giving birth. My son saw the power of a woman. My son, I am raising the next generation of men. Like that is going to be somebody's husband one day. And no matter how they choose to birth, no matter how his spouse chooses to bring life into this world and them together, I want him to understand and respect that on like a deep level, even if she doesn't decide to home birth. But um, people are like, your, your son saw you naked? Yeah. And it's just a body. Like, <laughs> I didn't, I don't, I've never been one. I breastfed in front of my kids. I, I don't cover when I breastfeed. It's always that, like, I walk around my house in a t-shirt and underwear all the time. Like, my kids walk around in their boxers with their underwear. Like, bodies were, have never been sexualized in my home. I don't sexualize adult bodies to children. So, they don't, he doesn't view it as anything other than my, and, and anybody who's seen a birth, like, believe me, when you're looking at a vagina with a 10 pound baby coming out of it, there is no sexual nothing in your brain coming on about it. So, um, no, and people like that is one thing that I have caught like a lot of controversy about, but you know, and I, I was like, I, they, they did plant that seed of doubt a couple times in my head. And I had to like, have a talk with myself and be like, no, you've made the choice. It's best for your family. And you have solid reasoning and it makes sense carry on about it and he wasn't forced all three of my kids were always told you are welcome in but if at any point you feel like it's too much you can leave and they had their xboxes and they had snacks and um but he made the choice to stay in the room i didn't even know he was in there until after she was out and then i saw him and i was like oh okay but um it was beautiful like he cried when she came out um my husband held her my husband caught her um, we had the cord come up a little bit. So my midwife did have to step in and help push the cord out so that that was fine. But when she was born, she was laid on me. We waited for the placenta to, to deliver naturally. It took 41 minutes. The placenta came out and then I like sat up and was getting situated. My husband had held her, um, but my son was actually the first person other than myself and my husband to touch her, to hold her. And there's pictures of that. And it is like, it was worth every everything I went through was worth seeing my husband's face, catching his baby. Like there's that bond that he has with her because of that watching my son. It just, it was amazing. And that was, it makes me want to cry just thinking about those moments because, um, listen, I went through some hell. I had to go to the hospital and get a catheter put in when she was 24, 24 hours old because my, I mean, we can edit this part out, but I, was gonna, I don't care if y'all put it in either, but my labia disconnected from my clit and was like, yeah. <laughs> So I didn't um, even know that was like a option. That was a thing. Connection. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was, I was, and then I had to go to the hospital. So yeah. So I was like, when she came out, I was just a relief thing, but looking up and seeing the joy on my son's face and my husband and all of that made all of it worth it. And then the next day my son comes in the room and he like got this big smile on his face and he's like, mom, I hope one day my wife has all of my babies at home because I want to catch my child the way Jeff caught Salem. And I want to experience that. And we had the talk that I was like, I think that's beautiful. And I, I want you to advocate for home birth and I plan on going midwifery school. So maybe I can help you help 
bringing your children into the world. But we did have the discussion that um, ultimately his place is to support his spouse, no matter what her choice is and to help her just be informed. And yeah, to share the experience of how great it was, but that it's her body. And, and if she doesn't want to go through that, okay. So I don't know, maybe um, my plan of raising the next generation of hippies kind of worked. I don't know. <laughs> oh my, gosh, oh my I God. I, I can my, you know, my last couple births, all my kids were in the room. So I had all my kids in there as well. And it's an amazing thing, yeah. right? It was in the hospital. Yep. My son actually cut my daughter Carson's oh. cord and the whole thing. Like he thought he was so special because he got to cut the cord and all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, Ashton, thank you. Thank you for an amazing episode. I know you have so much more to share, so we might even have to do an Ashton part two we might have to have an Ashton part two because I feel like I mean we didn't even go into kind of the placenta stuff and we didn't go into yeah. I mean I know I have more questions but like yeah, I said, we didn't get to talk about like how the conversations leading up to the 13 year old being in the room because I'm assuming you had like hey this is yeah. what it's gonna be like and That's like informed yeah and so we didn't even get to talk about that placenta encapsulator in the room and I'm like what the hell is that yeah, that's another like, episode that's yeah, another episode. That. And listen, we want to we want to talk some stuff because you got some opinions. So we are gonna have to have you back. I mean, we're talking. Gosh, cloth diaper. Yeah, we need like five episodes of Ashton <laughs> vaccinations. Like, let's. Just oh man, listen! Don't, don't get her started yet. <laughs> don't get her started. Don't do it. Don't do it. We don't have time for this episode. So I do want to thank you, Ashton. We will definitely have you back because yeah. I think all appreciate and respect you know what you did and you know explaining it and sharing your journey with us so um, Ashton, if people have any questions where can they find you is it best to reach out on Facebook yeah, find you on Facebook definitely um, Ashton Janae Hughesman my profile picture right now is a picture of me in the birth tub um, I do have an old Facebook from a long time ago, but it normally doesn't pull up to people because I'm so active on my new one. But Ashton, Janae, Huseman, H-U-S-E-M-A-N. And yeah, reach out. Um, any questions? Thanks I for love joining us this birth week on A3 Life. Make yeah. sure to join we'll us We'll definitely have her back or maybe we can have her on a Monday episode a, or something. So Ashton, thank yeah. you for and your time. I know we have a lot more to cover. And we appreciate this. you. And I hope you have a great week. And they can thank you for making things work with our time slot. We appreciate oh, yeah. you so much. And I'm so proud and excited for you. So thank you, Ashton. And I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of A3 Life.